so Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. We bring you hand-selected hosts, podcasts, and talk radio programming with listening options, 24-7 streaming or listen on demand. We also feature one-on-one segments with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. Well, right now, we have a short interview with an author who is long on books. She is Nikki Broadwell. Nikki is a full-time writer with 16 fantasy, romance, paranormal, murder, mystery, mystical, shapeshifter books. Maybe even more than 16 by now. She lives in Tucson, Arizona, very close to the Catalina Mountains, where she goes hiking nearly every day, except in the heat of the summer, with her standard poodle. Most days, you can find her at home behind her computer. When not writing, she does yoga, watches the birds at her feeder, and reads. She loves good food, wine, and going out to lunch with her husband of over 35 years. And she says, writing is a passion for me, and when the muse is absent, I am bereft. Well, I don't (laughs) think we will be left bereft today, so let's get going. (laughs) Welcome to the network, Nikki. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, it's good to have a fellow Arizonian (laughs) with me (laughs) today. Yeah. Well, we're going to get right to it because we've got a short time together. Now, you say that you only began seriously writing in 2002 when you decided to write about your parents' life and your father's time in prisoner of war camps during World War II. Now, in between this very emotional undertaking, you began fantasy, which you call your fun escape writing. Maybe, if you will, tell us briefly about this time when you began writing about your dad's situation. Well, after his death, my uh, brother and sister-in-law found a journal that he had kept while he was a prisoner of war, and none of us had known about it. It was in a box in the basement, and so um, I read it, and I cried every single day that I I read it. It was just so emotional, and mostly how he structured it was letters to my mother. And um, so that was really emotional because that's what kept him alive. Mm-hmm. I'm positive of it. Um, so I decided, well, I wanted to write a, a story, you know, that kind of showcased his journals and then sort of a story of my parents' life because it was, it was pretty ter- traumatic. And my mother was an alcoholic and, you know, lots of trauma when I was growing up and, and I also kind of felt that my mother wanted her side of the story told. I don't know. I almost felt like I was channeling her for for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I got 400 pages into that book, and I didn't know where to go. And it was so emotionally draining to me that I thought, you know, I just want to write something fun. I just want to get away from this for a while. Mm-hmm. So I um, I went to a writer's group, and we had some writing prompts. There were just three words. I can't even remember what they are now, but I used those three words and I started writing and that was all she wrote. (laughs) I just kept going. I ended up writing three books. Uh, first one is The Moonstone and it was, it turned into a trilogy. I, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and then I divided it and I had two editors that I was dealing with to try to figure out. This is my first 
you know, real foray into the writing world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of work later, I ended up with three books. <laughs> and then now I've got um, 19 books written. But the, the what happened with the, um, what I used to call the memoir, is that I decided just last year that I wanted to finish it, but I couldn't keep going with the one I had, so I just changed it all and I decided to have people that bore no resemblance to my parents as the protagonist and then keep my father's journals. And I, you know, at at first I was kind of worried, is daddy going to be upset about this? And I kind of felt like I, you know, got an answer from the universe that no, he wasn't upset. He wanted me to do it. So I went ahead and, um, so I have a story that is two other people, but then this person, this man, was in a prison camp, same as my father, used the journals, and um, just created a, a completely different story around them. And, of course, it has some paranormal in it because I can't seem to get away from the paranormal. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to have some little mystical element in each one of my books. So that's... that's um, and I just published. I just published it uh, last year. Is that Rosemary for Remembrance? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Rosemary for Remembrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've gotten some pretty good feedback on it, except for from my brother, who isn't sure he likes it. But I think maybe it had to do with expectations, because you know I've been talking about this memoir thing for a long time, and and it isn't that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. Well, yes, you couldn't write that to please people. You had to write that however, whatever shape that came to you and what whatever kind of a sign you received, that's how you had to get that out. And it's interesting that it started out as a memoir and then all these years later, it kind of morphed into Rosemary for Remembrance. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I decided to scrap the, the first write through and I started on this new one and I picked, you know, I picked the names and so on and so forth. It just started writing itself and I thought, okay, I'm on the right track. Right. I, that always is my clue. Mm-hmm. If it's just going ahead without me having to work so hard, you know, then something is, is right about it. Right. I love that. That's a great piece of advice actually for other writers who are listening, um, if you're struggling with something, maybe it's just not the right route and just to rest it for a while and see what comes to you later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In my writing, the characters always seem to grab hold of the plot and off they go. <laughs> and I just, I'm just following along. I mean, a lot of times I feel like, where is this coming from? I'm not writing this. These people were writing it. <laughs> You know what? You're not the first person to say this, Nikki. Sometimes I do have authors say that these characters just take off like bad kids and do whatever they want, and you're just there to facilitate it. But then on the flip side, some folks say, oh, absolutely not. You know, I've got a whole storyboard and flip charts and and, and uh, spreadsheets, and, you know, I know exactly what's going on. So it's interesting how different people are moved to uh, work with their characters. (laughs) <laughs> now, you talked about paranormal. Where do you think that comes from? I know you said you didn't know, but there's got to be a reason why that shows up in all of your books. Well, I like the idea of the unseen. I just I just like it. Um, uh, Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass were my favorite books when I was growing up. And I read uh, Dr. Doolittle, lots of animal stories. 
I spent a ton of time by myself. So it was always just fantasizing. You know, my imagination was just going crazy. And I just made up stories when I was out walking in the woods. And, you know, I just, um, fairies and all sorts of stuff. So I think that's really where it comes from. Uh, and I, I just like the idea of the mystical. I, you know, I want to bring it into my stories because I think it's really an important aspect that we've kind of lost, mm-hmm. uh, that there's magic everywhere, that, you know, if we just pay attention. When I first started writing, I wrote a book about a coyote who shapeshifts into human form. And when I was working on that book, I was at my desk. And I looked out the window, and in my front yard was a coyote. Mm-hmm. And my eye, our eyes met, mm-hmm. and he was lame. And I had just been writing about this coyote in my story who had been shot. I, I mean, it was just bizarre. Oh. I, and so those are the kinds of things I want to include, you know, in my books, those kinds of happenings that are just, you can't explain them. Mm-hmm. They're you know, I do know. And you know, I also, (laughs) I also think living in Arizona, um, there is some mysticism to that area. I mean, you live at the, you live near the Catalina mountains. I had a home near the superstition mountains and there's lots of interesting things that go on there. If you are open to it and pay attention. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I also think you mentioned about paying attention. And I think in today's society where everybody is so glued to technology, that ability is now becoming lost. You said you wandered around as a child all alone making up stories. I don't know that that even occurs anymore. No, it's so sad to me. Mm -hmm. Kids can't even go off alone. You know, everybody's so worried and, you know, I I don't know if it's too many people. I, I don't know what's happened. The world has become a dangerous place for kids, and that's so sad because I think imagination is one of the most important things we have to develop. And if you're glued to your technology, you know, technical devices, yep. it kind of is hard to have. Uh, to develop that. Absolutely. It robs you. It strips you of that imagination or that ability to imagine everything's there for you. You and I are on the same page. Either that or we're really old. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit. Of- I think so. I, I think so. I'm probably older than you are. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, anyway, you have many series. I mean, you've written 19 books and so many of them are a part of a series. Let's just highlight some of them. Uh, well, the first one is Wolf Moon, and there were three books, and then I wrote another one, so now there are four in that series. And the second one that I wrote is a spinoff of that called um, Gypsy Series. It's a Gypsy Series, and there's three books in that, and it's a peripheral character that uh, is in the Moonstone in that series who goes on to have her own series. Um, I've got five books written in my murder mystery series, and they are, um, they're fun. They're, uh, paranormal. The main, the main character can see and talk to ghosts and finds out that there are a lot of ghosts living in the town where she lives. And, uh, other people can see them too, but she is also privy to, uh, other things, especially when she's trying to track down a murderer. So those are fun. They're humorous. There's um, there's a love interest in it that's really fun. They're a little bit sexy. 
<laughs> and then, let's see, oh yeah, Coyote, the Coyote books. I wrote two uh, stories about uh, shape-shifting Coyote, and um, he finds out how to shapeshift. A, a shaman gives him the ability to shapeshift because he falls in love with a human woman. Uh, and let's see, then I have a, uh, a witch series, a witch in time saves nine. That one got a, an award. And then the second one in that series is the moon in her eyes. It's about a young woman who finds out she can time travel and she goes into the past to Salem, Massachusetts to save the people who are um, set to hang in, in 1692, I think it was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> those are fun. She falls in love with a Wampanoag Indian, so I get to, I did a lot of um, research on that mm-hmm. one. It was really fun. Let's see, the last one is The Bridge and Time Gap, and those are actually children from my first series who go on to have their own series. Oh, wow. They're, yeah, Fayan and Ari are the children of the characters that are in the Moonstone series and then the Gypsy series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's it for the all the books. <laughs> That's quite a lot, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> You've got yeah. a lot going on in your mind. So what's next? What are you working on now? Well, it's this is really weird. I am working on a story about um, a young... It's sort of in the same vein as Rosemary. It's not as paranormal. It's not fantasy. But it's a, about a young woman, or actually, well, she's in her 40s. But she... Um, she had a really bad childhood, and she um, stripped as a when she was young, and now she's into pole dancing. And I've been doing a lot of research about that too. I ran into someone who does pole dancing as an exercise. Yes, I guess it's quite the thing. <laughs> it's amazing. I had no idea. So I'm I'm writing a book about her, and we'll see where it goes. Right now, she's sort of on a vision quest. She went up to the medicine wheel in Wyoming. There's this 10,000-year-old medicine wheel at the top of a mountain, in, right at the. It's right between Wyoming and Montana. Mm-hmm. My husband and I went up there one time. Kind of happened on it, actually. At 9,000 feet. Oh my! So yeah. Catch your breath. <laughs> so she's um, she's sort of on a vision quest. And so there you go, paranormal. There you go, with a little pole dancing thrown in. So we, <laughs> that's exciting. I love you. <laughs> oh, so much to look forward with you, I can tell. Well, in wrapping up then, is there anything we missed that you wanted to bring up today? No, I don't think so. Love to have people read my books. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can find me on Amazon. That's really the only place I have them is on Amazon. You know, I've got some at the library here, but it seems that the Kindles do better than the paperbacks, Mm -hmm. so I'm sort of concentrating on that. But if you just look up Nikki Nikki Broadwell, you can, you know, on Amazon, that'll take you to my page. Excellent. And your website address? NikkiBroadwellAuthor.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And then I have a blog, which is Author in Progress, all one word dot blogspot.com okay 
So your books can be purchased on Amazon or at your website, NikkiBroadwellAuthor.com. And that is spelled N-I-K-K-I-B-R-O-A-D-W-E-L-L author.com Nikki Broadwell author.com you were so fun I wish I uh, could hang out with you in the Arizona sunshine sometime oh me too I'd love that <laughs> that would be fun I'll, in my next trip out I'll have to do that well any final words before we say goodbye well I don't think so I really enjoyed this thank you so much oh it is my pleasure thank you and let's yeah. do it again sometime okay good thanks